This is the Three Bam Podcast. You can do the intro if you want. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Interrupted. Oh, do it again. Sorry. This is three beers and a mic. Estamos haciendo el Tres Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. This is the Three Bam Podcast. Three Bam this is the Three Bam Podcast. This is Three Beers and a Mic. Welcome back, everybody, to the Three Beers and a Mic Podcast. Uh, this week is going to be great. Um, we're going to be discussing a bunch of really fun stuff, uh, Loki finale, and some of the early episodes we haven't discussed yet, episodes four, five, and six. We're going to be talking about our most recent adventures to Comic Palooza over here in Houston. How was it going to our first Comic-Con post-pandemic? We're going to be discussing the movie Tomorrow War, which came out on Amazon Prime about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And a couple other things kind of thrown in there as well. As always, please follow us on Cross the Streams Media. Um, you can find us there with a whole bunch of other podcasts we partnered with. Uh, you know, Take a gander at some really, really great shows, such as The Movie Gap, uh, The Dan Aykroyd Podcast, uh, Front Row Negative, Four Dorksmen, and a whole bunch of others to see if there's something new that you'd like to listen to that you never thought you would like. And Three Beers <laughs> and a Mic on Facebook, Three Beers <laughs> and a Mic on Twitter. Burn Appetit is also on the uh, Cross the Streams Media website. Every week. Burn, burn, burn Appetit. God every, damn it. Every everyone, week. Everyone listen to Burn Appetit. I'm so sorry. I always forget. And uh, yeah, so Facebook, Three Beers and a Mic. Uh, Twitter, Three Beers and a Mic. Instagram, Three Beers and a Mic. And we got all four of us today. Say what's up, fellas. What's up? What's up, fellas? What's up? Uh, well, you heard Bernie already. Uh Welcome back, Adam. He's pissed. Yeah. He's not talking anymore. All right. Nice to have you guys all here with us for this really great show. We're going to be, um, it's going to be a good episode. Hey, real quick. Maybe we should start off real quick. Just uh, Adam's rating on Black Widow. Oh, yeah. There. I like that. I give it a nine. I liked it a lot. Good. I like it. <laughs> I like the action. I like the girls. It was good. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Eat shit. <laughs> Bernie, Dwayne. What? How do you, Adam, how do you know what we gave it? Because I guarantee my left foot, you did not listen to our podcast that we posted. Of course week. not. Yeah. So how do you even know that we gave it something higher than that? Because these Maybe. guys is always... Texting shit like that, they didn't like it. Especially Bernie. True. All right. It's true. Yeah, we everyone hated the movie except Skay. Uh, Skay gave it a seven and seven out of ten, and um, nine out of ten. Man, that's like Iron Man one territory. So look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna comment any further because on the last podcast, Dwayne said, "Rami, why do you get so um, opinionated on other people's opinions?" And you know what? That's fair. When you guys start talking about these scores, I'm going to say, good for you, friend. Next person, please. And I'm just going to be quiet. <laughs> That's we all, all have our own opinions. So, I like Adam Sandler. 
People give me shit. I don't give a crap. Yeah, so <laughs> fair enough. All right, uh, nine out of ten for Adam. Um, congr- uh, I'm glad you liked it. All right, so let, what are we drinking this week? Uh, Adam, what do you got? Oh, it's the same Michelada. Michelada uh, Mango and Michelada Fuego together. Oh, you mixed the two? Yeah. Oh, wow, good for you. Oh, and you got it in, your, in, a, in a glass that's been in the freezer. Dang. <sighs> Frosted glass, good for you. That's great. Uh, what do you got, Dwayne? Uh, I'm a little boring this episode, too, because I got the same beers as last episode. <laughs> oh, that's fine. You got the Bohemia, the Tecate, and the Dos Equis. What the hell do they call this one? Mexican Pale Ale. Awesome. Bernie. Uh, I am super boring this week. I'm drinking Agua. Just water. Oh, all I right. Like drinking beer tonight, so. Ah, that's, that's fine. Uh, we've had, trying to go a week without alcohol. We've had a we've had episodes like that. All right, I have a. I'm, I'm surprised Rami's not trying to go a week without alcohol. I've had. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a uh, Bud Light seltzer pineapple, and then I've got a Puro pickles um, kettle soured ghost beer. I guess is that a different one. It is. It's a different pickle beer. So What's for your viewing pleasure. I have no idea. That's what it says on the label. Does it have I'm, like ghost peppers in it? I'm going to try it and see if it's spicy. I don't think it is. It just says kettle soured ghost beer. G-O-S-E. Oh. Not, not ghost. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. And then I've got the can. It goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a uh, Michelob Ultra. All right, so uh, I like how he fades off of that and a Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra, you know, shit on Michelob Ultras. So something very special happened over this last weekend. Houston had their Comic Con, Comic Palooza, Saturday and Sunday, and it was our first convention, at least for me, first sort of large crowd, you know, um, open forum. Uh, convention, uh, especially in the comic realm, that I've been to since probably Dallas in 2018. I don't think I went to Comic Palooza in 2019. Uh, I thought you came for a day. No, I, I might have. I might have, but it's definitely been at least two years. And so the show happened. We were all really excited. Uh, Dwayne, myself, and um, uh, Adam were all there on Saturday. And I'm going to let Dwayne talk about the panel that he was on a little bit later. But I just want us to kind of go around and talk about how it felt to be back in that sort of environment uh, once again. So, Adam, how did how did you enjoy your weekend? Well, I liked it. I enjoyed it. You know, seeing all these people uh, dressing up, you know, all these uh, vendors having all these kind of toys and comic books and T-shirts. It was I liked it. It was good. The only thing I had a problem with was my photo op. Okay. What was it your was, what was the problem? They took like three hours to they were behind three hours. So was this like a technology issue or did some of the uh, like uh, celebrities not show up? What what happened? No, I think it was uh overwhelming people kept buying pictures and pictures and getting back in line, so that made it Longer 
each, each, uh, op. You know, they had groups, and then they had singles, and then they had doubles. You know, the actors? Yes. So, I don't know. People wanted to spend money because they kept buying pictures and pictures, you know? They would okay. buy the whole pack and then go back, buy another, and get in line for the two-pack, you know, for the the two people and then the singles and they were just behind. They only had only one one uh, autograph or you know, pick uh printer camera. Well yeah, one one camera. So it was taking longer with that. Okay. Three hours is a long time for a photo op. That's pretty usually they do it's I think they're called epic photos. They usually do a really good job about printing them fast, scanning your barcode quickly offering framing services if you want it. So three hours means that something broke down, and that's incredibly unfortunate. Yeah, but if they usually have multiple photo op areas, though. It sounds like there was only one this time. Yeah, there was just Yeah, I think there was only one in the center of the sort of showroom floor. So overall, your experience was, was you were back, to, you were glad to be back, just a photo op at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, at the end of the day... I waited from six o'clock all the way. I didn't get out to nine. Wow! Holy that's, cow! Jeez, that sucks. The showroom closed at seven. Night. Yeah, they told us they closed, but we were still waiting online. And then, that right after that, they told me their autographs were closed. But uh, when I was going home, I saw people getting in line uh, for Big North. So I said, I went back and I said, look. You said the autographs were canceled, but there's everybody getting in line, you know? So uh, they had given me a refund, but then they uh, gave me back my ticket and I got an autograph. Right, Luckily, I got an autograph. Yeah, that was the only good thing about it. I got my autograph. All right. Well, that's, that's great. Okay, so it ended on a good note. And uh, you got your autograph and your photo. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Dwayne, uh, how how did you like being back? You went both days, right? Correct, dude. Uh, I I have to say Saturday's crowd was a lot more than I expected. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't I kind of didn't yeah. know what to expect. I guess going into it, but I don't think it was as crowded as usual. But it was still a lot more crowded than I expected. Um, yes, I agree. But yeah, I, I mean, I had a good time. I got to take my daughter. And I took my niece on Sunday, and uh, I kind of go more for them and to see everybody. I mean, there's people like you said, like I haven't seen them in like two years. Sure, you know. So yeah. it was it was pretty cool to see everybody again, and people were spending money obviously because <laughs> they hadn't for two years. But it was awesome. I had a good time. Great. Um... Yeah, I did too. It was way more people than I thought. Uh, the line to get into the show when it opened up at 10 a.m. was very long, longer than I expected. Um, but, you know, registration at the beginning of the show was very easy, very quick, very efficient. Everything seemed very organized. Uh, all the celebrities were there, seemed very nice, at least the, you know, the ones I interacted with. Um, panels were on time. The selection of toys and prints and memorabilia was really great. And I really like the fact that they had a lot of the panels on the showroom floor. So it kind of attracted you to that particular panel. Maybe it wasn't something you were interested in, but if you kind of walk by the stage, you hear people talking about something, you're like, oh, I've, 
I like Superman comic books. Let me sit in and hear and see what these guys are discussing. Yeah, I did. So, I did like that they put the the big panels right there on the floor. That was kind of yeah. cool. That was really cool, and you could still hear everyone, uh, everything they were saying. So having the crowd in the background shopping for toys and still having a stage in front of you of people talking about, you know, their particular podcast or movie that's coming out, it worked out really well. And even um, I listened to the Movie Gaps episode that was live on the floor today, and it sounded great. Like you couldn't really like the crowd wasn't overwhelming to the the, the audio. You know what I mean? Sure, which, sure. Which you would think it would be like this, you know, thousands of people and all this noise. And it, it sounded fine, though. It was, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was great to be back. It was great to kind of just feel normal again. And, and things are getting back to the way they were. And I was I was impressed that the show seemed it was very well organized. Everyone seemed like they were having a good time. All the comments I saw on social media were very positive. So it was a good show. I, I really had a great time. All right, Dwayne, so let's let's talk. I'm sorry. Did you really? You I fell did, asleep. Yeah. You fell asleep halfway. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the second the, the podcast that I mean the, the panel that Dwayne was on, um, I was I was fully awake and the photos proved that. However, the one after that I was tanked out. Around lunchtime I dozed off and took a nap. Uh, it was <laughs> yeah, I did I did fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> That's Rami's comic experience. <laughs> so, yeah, but I mean, it was, it, it, and that's one of the unique things that they actually do at the Houston Comic Con is they sell like full bar liquor. So you can buy, uh, you know, a shot of Jack or you can get a vodka tonic or, and you can get some beer. They had like the, their own specialty beer there, their Houston Comic Palooza beer, which was really cool. Yeah, and, so, it was good, man. It, it's from uh, Eureka Heights. It was, they called it uh, six golden six shooter. Golden six shooter. It yeah. was a golden it, ale. It was actually it was good. really good. Yeah, it was really good. It was so good. Every time we wanted to get one, they they were all warm because they had just had to refill the tub. So <laughs> we would have we was like, ah, eh, I'll take a Modelo. But I got I got two of them. They were they were they're pretty good. All right, so uh, Dwayne, let's talk about the panel that you were on and uh, take it away. Uh, yeah, I was on a podcasting panel for Pod Houston, um, which I'm involved with. Uh, we were talking kind of about podcasting and branding your podcast, and it was it was really cool to see. We had uh, a newer podcast up there. It's people that have been doing this for a long time. One guy has his own network also, and he actually works for a company that does podcasting. So, like, he had a ton of experience. So. It was cool to hear everybody's different views of how their podcast journey was. So it was fun and educational. Hopefully that audio will be coming out soon. Awesome. Uh, it was a great panel. I got to meet a lot of the um, local Houston podcasters who I'd never met before. And they all seemed really nice, very passionate. They seemed to have a very good sense of what their shows were about and what they wanted to communicate to their audience. And some of the personal stories you guys told was were really cool. And I, I, I the crowd was great. I mean, you guys had what, like, uh, a, I think every chair was taken. Yeah. So it was, it was awesome. Uh, you, you, you did, I did a really great to follow job. some uh, hard stories <laughs> considering our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a couple. Woo. 
I mean, people were there like pouring out their soul that the podcast saved their life. They, <laughs> they feel that uh, it, it took them out of a depression and talking to their fans, you know, is, is what they look forward to and uh, how it's changed their entire spectrum on humanity. And when they got to you, you know, it was like, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just like three dudes in a bar and we're like, yeah. what, if we recorded, what if we just recorded ourselves? So, yeah. We talk about Captain America's dick and whether or not it grew. With the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was very because it was nice to hear those stories, but it was it got to a point where i felt bad for Dwayne when he had to go next because he was getting just reamed with these great stories and he was just looking around like man what am i going to say after that oh my god I was like, can i change seats can i move down a few yeah, <laughs> yeah that was rough but you did a good job yeah you you, you the stories you, you, that you, you yeah. kept it lively you know not Depressing like the other guys. Yeah, you, <laughs> you you kept it in a way where you're saying, hey, you know, you can do this for fun also. Like, yeah. you just be three regular people <laughs> who want to have a microphone and try to make it into something, you know, special. So uh, I thought you did a really good job being put in that particular situation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah. All right. So Comic Palooza, I loved it. I'm um, definitely going back next year. I think every year that Comic Palooza takes place, it gets better and better. Uh, this is my favorite show I've been to so far. It just the organization was great. You guys did an awesome job. I so, think maybe having it condensed down, like usually it's on like three floors. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think having it condensed down to that one area actually helped the show. You know what I mean? It did. You got your panels, you got your your collectibles, you've got your artists, you've got your celebrities. Everything is in one huge showroom, and you know it was it was great. And I, that place that place is big enough to do that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It was everything was spaced out great. It was it was it was great. And uh, uh, actually, this is one of the few cons that I know uh, we've all been to a bunch of different cons. They actually have like. Areas where you can actually sit down on the showroom floor. Sure. They, they have that every year. Like most places, you're like, oh, I guess I'll sit in the corner over here next to the wall because yeah. where else am I going to sit? No, it was it was wonderful. Um, you're right. They did have places to sit down on the showroom floor so you didn't have to eat your little mini pizza on the ground, uh, which was great. And yeah, loved it. Fantastic. I uh, can't wait for next year. All right, so, so oh, oh, go what ahead. Did you guys get? Oh yeah, uh, what uh, we we'll be here all night if Rami tells us. Yeah, Rami got everything, <laughs> dude. I found a booth that was just like purely dedicated to He-Man stuff. I went nuts. Uh, I bought a bunch of He-Man Revelations figures. I got a bunch of artist prints. Uh, there was this one guy who had was doing like co coffee mug art. And uh, he had had a He-Man coffee mug and his wife was there and she said, you know, he's actually displaying some of his original pieces for purchase. And she said, that art that you're buying off that He-Man mug, you can buy the original piece. I said, sold. So I bought an original He-Man art piece of, you know, this local artist who painted it. It's really cool. Uh, I got a bunch of artist prints. Man, what else did I buy? Oh my god! Comic books. You got a comic book? Oh, I got Half Moon Knight. Price? 
Yeah, I got Moon Knight number one for uh, eighty dollars, graded and uh, uh, nine point four. I I called Bernie because I mean I none of us ever call each other. We just text, and I call him because he. I sent him a photo of some comic books lined up and he goes, yeah, Rami, all these are great. But he goes, what's that 9.0 over there in the corner? You're only showing half of the cover. Is that like a first appearance Thanos? And I'm like, yeah, it is. And it was what, what I say? 2,700 bucks or something crazy. Like double what it was worth. (laughs) Yeah. Third pricing on that. And then I said, okay, well, I'm not going to buy that. Obviously I said, but what about this like moon Knight number one for $80? (laughs) And then he sent me this spreadsheet where I think that that comic at a 9.4 was what, 160? Yeah, 150, 160, something like that. Yeah, so I got it for half price, which I'm not into the graded comic realm as much. But when he pulled that out of the sleeve, he, it was it was listed as 100 bucks, And he goes, eh, I can give it to you for 80 And I was like, well, okay. So uh, that was a great purchase as well. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Dwayne? Did you get anything? Uh, I... Always just get stuff for my daughter. So she got an autograph. She bought some prints. She got a Cruella pop. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I bought myself beer and uh, pizza. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne, ever since I've, uh, Dwayne has made maybe one or two sort of big purchases at all of the cons we've been to, he's very, very selective. But the purchases he does make are always centerpieces of his collection. So, uh, good for you. Adam, what did you get? I got the picture and the autograph and the t-shirt. That was it. And none of the pops. I already have most of those damn pops. And they're coming out with too many of them anyway. There's too many pops. And that's... Yeah. That was it. I got a t-shirt. That's it. And the picture and the autograph. Okay. That, That was enough for me. Awesome. Uh, we did. I did get Bernie a little special uh, present. So Moon Knight number one came out today, and uh, I know the, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's we're I'm super stoked. Uh, the 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 guy who actually did the cover art for some of the covers of Moon Knight number one because there's so many different covers you can purchase. Uh, Eric Gist, yeah, it's like twelve. He did he did two of them. Eric Gist or Gist, I don't remember exactly how to say his name. He was there at the IG booth uh, signing uh, prints of his cover art, and he actually had the original oil painting of one of the Moon Knight number one covers that he painted. Uh, you know, and Bernie, uh, you're getting the original oil painting. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the original Moon Knight number one cover variant art painting that he was there, but it was five thousand bucks. And I didn't even, I was like, no, immediately a no. If it was under a thousand, I would, a thousand or 900, I would be tempted. But I was like, nope, I'm out. So I bought two prints uh, of the different variant cover arts that he did one for Bernie, one for myself. And And every city he goes to, he magically has another one. Yeah, there's another (laughs) original oil painting. (laughs) Magic oil painting. Yeah. Then you guys get the variant. Uh, the one you were looking for? Well, the the cover art the the, the very the cover uh, that I purchased for Moon Knight number one was the print that I purchased at his booth. So the one he signed for me is the actual comic I'm getting. The one that sold out uh, Friday. That was a metal variant. Yeah, that was cover. like a metal. It was metal instead of like paper. 
Yeah. It was like on sheet metal, basically. Yeah. That so sold it, out like online before the show even started. I, and I didn't even know that you could pre-purchase that. So we just got regular prints, which look very beautiful. Yeah, and, they look nice. Yeah, they're they're really cool. Yeah. It's All right. Nice. Oh yeah, and I'll give that to you when you come down for uh, when you come down next year. All right. So uh, Comic Con was great. Comic Palooza was awesome. Loved it, and uh, can't wait for next year. So uh, I want to get into a a at home release that has come out recently on Amazon Prime. I think we've all watched the movie starring Chris Pratt called Tomorrow War. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. Came out about about a week and a half, two weeks ago. So we're a little late, but we wanted to sneak in that Black Widow movie review last week. So we're gonna a little late to the game, but we want to discuss the movie. We're not gonna go beat by beat. I just want to get everyone's thoughts on the film. What did you think? Give it a score, and we can discuss. So. Um, Adam, what'd you think of Tomorrow War? I liked it. I just saw it again yesterday. For some reason, I thought we were going to... I saw it twice already. Yesterday was the second time. I thought we were twice? Okay. I thought we were going to... For some reason, yesterday I thought we were going to do the podcast. So I I watched the last episode of uh, Loki, which I hadn't seen. Okay. And I re- rewatched Tomorrow War. So you actually, w- you waited to watch the last episode of Loki yesterday? Yeah. Did you want it, like, since you, I guess you thought we were recording yesterday, did you want it yes. fresh on your mind? Or? Yeah. Okay, I understand. All right, so Tomorrow War, you watched it for a second time. Uh, so you liked, I liked it. it? I liked it. it good. All right. Give it a score. Uh, eight. All right. Eight out of ten. Uh, Dwayne, what'd you think? I thought it was, I thought it was a fun movie. I mean, yep. it had plot holes. There was, you know, stuff that could have been better. Overall, like I like the uh, the fact that the aliens were here all along. That was kind of a cool twist. Um, something you usually don't see. So that was cool. The the whole uh. You had to be old to go to the future, so you wouldn't bump into yourself. But then he's bumping into his daughter, dead. so you had to be dead. Yeah, you didn't yeah. have to be old. Yeah, and the kids couldn't have been born, and but yet he bumped into his daughter who was older. So it's a little whatever. But overall, I thought it was a fun movie to watch. Okay, um, so you enjoyed it for its hour and fifty-five minute runtime. Yeah. Okay. And no, no issues. I mean. I wasn't going into ex- expecting a ton. I just wanted to watch a fun movie, so I got okay. it. Cool. Uh, score. I'll go uh, seven out of ten. All right. Uh, you are all my friends. Those are great scores, and I respect all of your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie, please, please continue. Uh, it wasn't as bad as people um, said it was online when it first came out um i wish it it was kind of like you were watching three different movies i wish they would have focused more on the um the drafting of like normal people to fight in the army part of the movie that was like 20 minutes yes that was the best parts of the movie i 100 percent agree i wrote that down 
Yeah, they um, they pro- they pro- they could have expanded on that and actually showed them getting trained, right? Rather than like, here's a gun, yeah. go fight. <laughs> like, that's the first. Yeah, that's the first like thirty minutes of the movie, and then it turns into. Can um, I say something real quick? No, uh-huh. I actually like the fact that there wasn't a training montage. That that you just you know Chris Pratt said in the movie they're not these guys aren't ready. Like I don't even know if I'm ready, and they're like, well, you're going. Bye. What a yeah. cool concept to be thrown into a war, having to figure it out on the fly. Like, yeah. obviously people are going to die in droves, but that was a really cool concept <laughs> that was not explored, that you don't have that training montage, i.e. Starship Troopers, where these people are actually being thrown into a war and they have no training whatsoever. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was. I thought that was the best part of the movie. Um, yeah. So that was movie one. Movie two is... Trying to figure out um, the uh, spray or whatever to kill the females. The toxin stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that so they have the toxin to kill the males. Yes, but they don't use it on the males. Like no. they could in the meantime when they're trying to figure out the one for the female, they could be using that on all the males, but they they don't. Nope. Um, so that's that movie, and then the yeah. third movie that you watch is once they figure that out, then they go back in time and then find the the aliens under the snow or whatever. So it was just like a weird, like, wasn't really a cohesive movie. It's like they had all these cool ideas for stuff and then just kind of hodgepodge them together. Um, yeah, and then they literally go back to the spaceship and just blow it up. Well, <laughs> well they had to blow it up. They all woke I up. I don't understand. Well, they woke up because they injected the the males first instead of yeah. injected the queen that was right there. That was, <laughs> which I was whatever they were doing. That I was like, why would you get the big one first? What are you doing? <laughs> Inject the big one and then get the little ones. You idiots! Why would you do that? Or I don't know. Plant the C four first and then get out of there. You don't even have to inject the the guys with anything. You had the C four and you blew them all up and killed them anyway. Why would you just do that? First? <laughs> well, they wanted to make sure they were dead. You know. Makes sense to me. Uh, I don't understand the concept of having to travel um, to the future to fight a war versus, you know, the other way. Send the future people to the past to fight the war. Yeah, why weren't they trying to figure out where the aliens came from so that they could fight them earlier, right? But they did. They, they, that was one of the things that was discussed. They were trying to figure out. When did this start? And that's what got them thinking, you know, maybe it never started. They were just here all along. And so by traveling to the future and the past, they but they had all these great minds and nobody thought of that. Like the wife wife did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the wife did. Yeah. So I mean, but it just takes one person to kind of think outside the box and say, Maybe they were here all along. I know it sounds like a simple concept, but I, I was okay with that. Do you guys remember that video game on the Xbox 360 called Lost Planet? Yeah. It was like in the snow with aliens, and mm-hmm. this kind of reminded me of that franchise a little bit. Um, um, the What ends up happening is um, it just ends in like a grand, grandfather's paradox in time travel. Mm-hmm. Where you go back in time and kill your grandpa to stop yourself from being born, but because you, but because you weren't born, but... you'd never go back in time to kill your grandpa. <laughs> therefore, you are born, and it's just like an endless loop. Sure, and that's exactly what happens in this movie. 
you know, they, they invent the thing in the future. He takes it in the past to use it on the aliens, you know, and then by doing that, you know, the aliens don't come. So then he doesn't invent it in the future. (laughs) Yeah. You're just stuck in this loop of like this paradox and it's just like, whatever, but it was fine. It wasn't as bad as people said it was. It wasn't particularly a great movie either. Six and a half or seven out of 10. Sure. Chris Pratt was funny in it. Um, yeah, I wish I would have seen more of, like I said, of the. Uh, what the what normal surprised people. me? What surprised me was uh, was uh, J.R. Simmons, man. He looked so buff. Oh, yeah. he was ridiculous in that. <laughs> yeah, movie. he was jacked. <laughs> yeah, J.K. Simmons. I has totally been... forgot about that. His arms were ridiculous. Yeah, he he really buffed up for his role as Jim Gordon in Justice League, and then he just kind of kept it going. No, it so JJJ. Oh, for, yeah. for his, he has uh, to play like three Jones. He's gonna, Jansons. he's gonna uh, get some um, symbiote on him and be <laughs> a venom. How awesome would that be if he's three different J Jonas in Spider Man? <laughs> Spider Man, he's played J Jonah in every movie. In the, he's a multiverse J Jonah in every Spider Man universe. It's the same dude, just with a different haircut. And they're all yelling at each other. Yeah, that, you know he's in great. all the movies, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. He's gonna be in. He's he has to be a multiverse of himself. Yeah, yes. he has Just to like be yelling. the the Tobey Maguire JJ Jonah. He's got to be the Andrew Garfield version, and then he's got to be the the new Tom one. Holland version. Yeah. Um, I agree with with you guys. It wasn't as bad as I heard the reviews. Some of the reviews that I read before the movie came out, we're giving it like a three out of 10. L- trust me. I've seen movies that are a three. Bernie want, gave, wanted to give Black Widow a two. So uh, this is not a three. This this is all right. Six to seven range sounds about right. It was entertaining for what it was. I think the fact that we watched it on Amazon Prime probably boosted it a little bit. But I want to go over three things real quick, fast. The idea of being drafted um, into a future war for like just a week. I thought that idea was really cool. Was it executed the best? No, but it was basically like, Hey, we're going to force you to enter this draft. You're going to have no choice about it. <laughs> if you you're survive, gonna, you're good. And if you go for a <laughs> week and you survive, we will never ask you again. And that but you'll be killed in the next 10 years. They have a, like a million, yeah. uh, a million dollar tax, tax write off or something like that. Yeah, it was it was it was re- it was really interesting. Um, <clears throat> sending people to the future who are already dead in the present or in the near present to prevent like a paradox shift of you running into your future self. I have never heard that in a film, and I thought that was really smart. Um, because like they're looking around, like why is everyone being drafted? Like in their that's, 40s that's always 50s? been a thing. Uh, time cop, remember he couldn't touch his, his, himself. But I mean, Marty couldn't have sex with his mom. No, but but what I'm saying is that sending people to the future who are like close to dying or dying in the next five to ten years, so that they don't accidentally run into their future selves, I thought was a was a cool idea. Maybe it's been done in other movies, and I'm forgetting. But I thought that was smart. Um, Untrained soldiers, really cool. Throwing them into a war with no experience. That's and no idea of the enemy. Yeah, nobody knew they who had the no enemy idea was. what the enemy was. Yeah, it's yeah. 
it's fast. That that was. I wish they had focused on that more. That would have been awesome. Um, going. And this was one of actually the things that I I know that you can't get into this sort of deep sort of uh, uh, a breakdown of someone finding out in the future that you you get a divorce from your wife because of whatever the reason is, and then you have to go back to the past and face your family knowing that in about 10 years, you're going to leave that family, abandon your kids, and you're not going to be married anymore. Well, after the the divorce, too, she became a uh, glow wrestler. So, uh, I mean, it all worked out. (laughs) (laughs) She was was in glow. Yeah, Yeah, she was. Uh, I just thought that, and it, like, I thought they were going to focus that on a little bit because when Chris Pratt walks into his house and sees his kid and his wife is there, he just yeah, looks like. What are you going to do? Walk in and be like, "Hey, I, I divorce you in the future, and then I die five no, years later." Like, it's I a, mean, what are you, what are you saying? Look, they don't, look, they don't have time to talk. I'm not. Look, real quick, they don't have time to talk about it. This is not a three-hour movie. They, they, they just kind of mentioned it, and then it was like a three-hour movie. <laughs> Okay, it's like it but over two, wasn't it? I'm just saying, I like that that you're 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 finding out that in the future your marriage fails, and then you go back and you're just in this weird sort of like, man, what do I do? I like fight to save the marriage, or do I just? It's fate, I guess. I, I, we're not going to work out, so but, then everything goes to shit. But if he doesn't, then he doesn't die, and then he doesn't go to the future. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all that now stuff. You're, now you're back in the grand. <laughs> Yeah, now you're. Um, I love the quick scenes that they show of the riots where they find out that the time portal's been broken for whatever reason. Nobody can go back to the future, no one can travel to the future anymore. And everyone just starts rioting because it's like people have understood that we're sending people to the future to prevent further disaster. Now that that time portal's been severed, everyone's like, well, everything's going to be screwed in 25 years, so let's just go nuts. Nothing to live for. I'm going to be dead, so I'm going to go cause destruction. It's going to be the purge. It's going to be the purge, basically. The forever forever purge, damn it. Yeah, (laughs) knowing that in 25 years, a future war is going to be happening inevitably. It's going to wipe out mankind. It's going to be wipe out mankind. The world's over then I'm going to take advantage. I thought that was a really cool concept. But like Bernie said, they have all these mishmashed ideas. Like people were just throwing things on an, on a chalkboard and saying, well, what if we do this? What if we do this? What if we do this? And not really all of them were explored. They weren't. As, as wasn't they a giant cohesiveness, basically. Yeah. So things I liked about the movie um, were the things I just mentioned. But yeah, I mean, at the end when he's just like, uppercutting this alien and just like punching it with that <laughs> that seemed kind of not real life um then like he rides it bareback and he's like choking it and uh, <laughs> he cut yeah. it with a claw man and yeah yeah that, that's i just i don't think chris pratt's that powerful um he's fucking star lord what are you talking about yeah <laughs> just, just in this particular film just him having like a a, a boxing match with he he used to train alien. dinosaurs he knows how to handle the, Dude, this shit when ripley did that she was in the the mech suit okay <laughs> that that seemed a little more believable to me she was fighting the queen alien with a big metal exoskeleton this dude is using a dagger and his bare fists so Not that's a dagger 
took me out of it a little. Just a little. Uh, one of those uh, alien. It was a claw. Alien sure. claw, dude. Sure. Uh, so at 6.25, 6.5, around that area is, is I think was, yeah. I think the movie not being in theaters, I think it would have been a cool movie to see in theaters. But I think ultimately it not being in theaters um, helped it because more people watched it. I think it would have bombed so bad in the movie theater. <laughs> I think the first set of reviews would have been like, this movie sucks and people just wouldn't have gone to it. That's fair. So I think whatever money they got from Amazon to put it day one on streaming, I think probably helped save that movie. Cool. A lot I, I, of people I, watched it. It was like the number did. one streaming thing for weeks. So And it's getting a sequel. Yeah, it's getting a Tomorrow War 2. So, um, there what you go. What are they going to do? I don't it's, know. Uh, yesterday's War. Yesterday's War. That's not a terrible title. And don't they be surprised. They just redo the movie. They just redo it because of the paradox. Don't, don't be surprised <laughs> if it's called Yesterday's War. That's, I cannot see them naming it yeah. anything else. And they start yeah. with the character from the future that designs the technology to go to the past. Sure. Boom. There you go. All right. <laughs> not bad. Not terrible. That that's what the title should be. And if it's not, it's worse. All right. So um, I wanted to talk about this this rumor that I read about a day or two ago. And I don't know how true it is. Things you see on Twitter, you don't believe them, but this one seemed kind of have a little bit of traction. And I want to get y'all's thoughts on if this actually happened, what would you think of it? And even though it's probably not going to, how interesting do you think this is? Here it is. Everyone's been wondering where the Spider-Man uh, 3 trailer is going to drop, right? Um, it, it's It's got every everyone in the world has an opinion on what this movie is going to be. We now have the multiverse. Doctor Strange 2 is called the multiverse of madness. Um, everyone's talking about, well, Tobey Maguire is going to be in this movie, and so is Andrew Garfield, and you've got Doc Ock already confirmed, and Electro, Jamie Foxx version, and they're going to do the multiverse. It's going to be the Sony-Marvel collaboration, three Spider-Mans, every fanboy's dream. So we've been having a small problem with people getting back to the movie theaters. Um, it's not where it's supposed to be yet. Um, people are still a little skittish. Um, a lot of these movies are being streamed at home, so people still have the option to watch them at home. One of the rumors that I read was that Marvel is not going to release a trailer for Spider-Man 3. That you mean Sony? So Sony is not going to release a spy, uh, trailer for Spider-Man 3. That the marketing for the movie is <clears> going <throat> to be, if you want to see the film, go watch it in the theater this December. We ain't showing you nothing. And I want to see if you guys, number one, like that idea. And number two, how feasible do you think that is? Uh, I'll start off with Adam. I like it. You don't watch trailers anyway. So I knew yes. I knew you were going to say that. Do you think there's a way for Sony to use that as a marketing ploy to get people hyped up to go back to the theaters that we're not going to show you any teasers, any snippets, no behind the scenes footage. If you want to see this film, you have to go to the theater blind, just completely blind. Do you think it that would be, be, be it a might good be a, a bigger crowd because of that? And a word of mouth, if it's good, it's gonna people are gonna run to the theaters. Okay, so you think that it would be a good marketing campaign to not show any trailers and for people just to be hyped up 
to see the movie without knowing anything. Yep. Okay. Dwayne? I'm okay with no trailer, but it better be fucking good. <laughs> the movie's going to be awesome. You know what I mean? Like, you, it has to be Marvel. good. Marvel's involved. It's not Marvel, though. It's Sony with Marvel. But it, yeah, but Marvel's involved. I know, but I'm saying if that's going to be your marketing ploy, this better be the best fucking Marvel movie ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there's no way they're not going to show anything. Like, there's at least a teaser somewhere. I'm I'm there's 99% no sure there's going to be a 99.9% sure there's going to be a trailer. I I just there it's, it, it comes out in like yeah. December. So by by December I think people will be more comfortable. I yeah. mean we we saw Comic Palooza. We just talked about it. The crowd was like huge way bigger than we expected. So yep. I, I don't think people are afraid to go to the movie theater. They just have other options. Sure. Uh okay. Um, but if they if they ended up not showing a trailer, do you think that that would benefit the movie? As long as it's good. As long as it's a good film. Like, if it's shitty, the word of mouth is going to kill that movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh, Bernie? Um, I don't think it matters because people are going to go see it anyway, to be honest. Like, Marvel can be like, fuck you, we're not showing you anything, and people will be like, all right. Yeah. We'll go to the theater, watch it. Uh, I don't want them to do any more premiere access stuff for Marvel movies. I think it I think it kills it. Um, the amount of money, I don't care what anyone says, the amount of money to be made in theaters is far greater than what they're going to make by putting it on premiere access. Mm-hmm. $60 million worldwide for Black Widow on premiere access, I don't think it's that great. Considering how front loaded that number is going to be, if you if you're going to margins, though, you you have to look at margins too. It's not just the actual dollar. Sixty million worldwide versus you know, I mean, Spider Man Three should be a billion dollar movie easily. Should be, yeah. Uh, So I don't know. I I don't mind the no trailer thing. Trailers, big trailers, and like the big reveal of the trailers on Monday Night Football, and that's all like new, new newish stuff you know that's before you only saw a trailer if you were going to the movie theater and it was before the whatever movie you were watching you know what i mean um i'm fine with no trailer i i watch them but like most of the time marvel does a good job of not spoiling stuff though in their trailers. yeah they hide they hide fake scenes in the trailers and they yeah that absolutely they show a lot i mean even in in the loki teasers um uh, for season one, there was a lot of scenes from that trailer that were not in the episodes. And yeah. same thing with Infinity War and Endgame and other Marvel properties. Thor. Yeah, there's plenty of surprises that will be like, oh, wow, I didn't expect Thor to be 290, 300 pounds. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they do a good job, I think, at not spoiling the movie and putting fake scenes in the trailer that will never appear in the film. I don't, I don't, I just don't know if it's, I don't think it would hurt the movie. I don't know how much it would help the movie either. I think, I think people are going to go see Spider-Man no matter what. It's not, Black Widow is a unique situation where, you know, we all watched her die. Like, we, we know this is just like a, a yeah, pain. there's no consequence to it. Yeah, it's like we, this like, is a handout movie too for the next uh, Black Widow. Yeah, it was like, your sister. 
So it wasn't it wasn't something that like it was a must see in movies like Endgame was. Endgame was a must see event in movies. Spider Man Three is going to be a version of that. Okay, let me ask Shang-Chi you. Shang Chi is not. I am very worried about what Shang Chi is going to do in the movie theaters. Or even Eternals. I mean, what's what's the difference between Shang Chi and Eternals? I don't see much of it. I think Eternals is going to be better in the ensemble cast. I think will help it a lot too. Let me ask you this: for the casual fan who, um, you know, let's casual Marvel fan, like uh, just I'll go see the movie if it's out. You know, I don't really read the comics. I don't collect the figures. I just I like watching these in the theater. Um, You know. Do you think by that by not showing a trailer, they're not going to be informed that this movie is even coming out in December? Or do you think that social media is such a force now that even without a trailer, people will be like, well, I know that movie's coming out in December. There, the there's there's multiple worlds for comic books now because because of the MCU. There's people that think they understand Marvel comics because of these movies. Like, like, there's people that have become fans of comic book movies because of these movies. So, I think they're staying up to date with what's going on with those movies. I don't think it it'll affect that at all. But the reason I say that is because the point of a movie trailer, since the beginning of the inception of movie trailers, was to a promote the movie, b tell you when it's coming out, and c give you a little glimpse of what you might be watching to see if it interests you. I don't think that trailers do that anymore. Well, um, yeah, but the, I'm, uh, what I'm saying is people are invested in the MCU now. They okay. want to see everything that comes out. So you think casual rando fan who's just seen the movies and watched them casually maybe one time, if you go ask them, hey, do you know when the third Spider-Man movie comes out? it would be like, yeah, man, December 18th. Everyone knows that. I, I, I don't even know it's December 18th, and I'm a big I, fan. Yeah, I think they would know it was like coming December out. or okay. end of the year. They can right. really narrow it down, and then you'll see commercial, like you'll see stuff on TV and stuff, posters and shit, telling you when the dates are. That's what I think it would be so interesting is that if their marketing campaign is like they don't show you any footage. Yeah, but and- their marketing campaign could be Spider Man, whatever the hell it's called, the uh, in the date. That's it. Yeah, I just love to see like Tom Holland eating a sack of Doritos on a park bench. And just looking at his watch with a countdown clock, he's like, "You want to see this film? We'll see you in two months." You know, I don't know, something like that. It, it'd be really interesting. It's not going to happen. They're going to release a trailer. We all know that, but I thought it'd be fun to talk about. Um, I, I, but I would love if they didn't. That would be that'd be so cool. Don't watch it, and then you can pretend like they didn't. But, but again, <laughs> I, I, I think we got to talk about it. We see? have to talk about Problem it. Yeah. But all these Marvel movies, even though this is a Sony movie, it's related to the Marvel Universe that I don't think they really need to promote them anymore. Like, Except for, you know, Shang-Chi and Eternals, a little different. Yeah, People you got to They're not get well-known characters. Spider-Man's yeah. been around in the universe, had multiple movies. People are expecting, you know, waiting for him. Sure. No, Shang-Chi and Eternals, you have to get those products out there. Same with Guardians. You gotta have something that intrigues people, not knowing what a talk. Yeah, but Gar- but Gar- the Guardians three, you don't need that anymore. People no. are already invested. Exactly. But for the first one, you did. Yeah. You oh, need yeah. to have a good trailer with good music, funny dialogue, and a way to get people to want to go see a talking raccoon. 
and they did it. They they did a great job. And but you're right with Spider-Man and those type of blockbuster franchises, maybe not so much. So I, I get it. All right. So um, on real quick before we talk about Loki on the next podcast, I get to pick out all of these guys' drinks because I won the bet. Uh, I guess that Black Widow was going to make eighty-five million dollars. It's opening weekend, and it made eighty-one. So oh, you lose uh, then. Bernie wins. We we did not play prices right rules. Yeah, <laughs> I mentioned just, that. Yeah, we did. We mentioned that. Nope. I mentioned explicitly in the first sentence of the game. <laughs> All right, Adam. I was going to pick rule. Bud Light for you to drink, but <laughs> yeah, you right. You bastards are going to pick the worst for me. I cannot wait for you to drink again, is. Uh, so next podcast, we'll we'll get to uh, introduce all of their drinks of choice uh, by me. I get to pick their drinks of choice. All right. So let's talk about some Loki. So I know Wait, that you're buying them, though, too, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't say that part of the deal. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm going to make you drink that disgusting beer wine mixture. That's what I'm going to have you drink. Mary that Monk. Was, that stuff was horrible. Um. All right, so I know that we're a little late to the game um, with Loki. We The last time we discussed this show was uh, we got through episode three. So we're just going to – we're not going to break down each episode beat by beat. We're going to give our overall summary of episodes four, five, and then the finale, episode six, uh, talk about the implications of what has happened in the finale, uh, some surprises that we didn't expect, and what Marvel has done and with this show. And some we predicted, right, Bernie? And some we predicted, absolutely. Uh <laughs> And what Marvel has has done in this universe to make their movies even that more intriguing. So, um, like I said, we're not going to do beat by beat, but I kind of want to get everyone's thoughts on 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 each episode. Um, so just a quick summary of episode four. Last we left off when we discussed this show, uh, episode three was the Purple Planet. Uh, their spaceship to get off the planet blew up. So they were no longer going to be able to escape the imminent doom of planets colliding. So real, real quick, uh, I watched the uh, making of Loki. That is all an actual set. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, wow. the, the giant buildings are green screen or what, but all those small buildings with all the lights, you know, the weird colors and stuff, that's all a, a set they built. Wow. Which is crazy. Okay, I do want to watch that. I heard it's it's pretty good, so I, I definitely want to see that. Um, are they doing multiple parts behind the scenes, like for each episode? No, it's just, just one. It's just one. one I think one. it's an hour long or something. Okay, that's cool. Just one for each show. All right. Uh, so episode four is basically, um, you know, Sylvie and Loki talking on a bunch of rocks, uh, waiting for this imminent doom. The planets are about to collide. They're discussing just different things in general. Loki obviously is starting to get feelings for this uh, Sylvie variant, which is basically himself. And um, at the last but not minute... himself. Not himself, yeah. <laughs> at the last minute, they're saved, right? The portal's open. They go back to the TVA. They're arrested. They're separated. And, um, you know, this is where the fun starts. So, you know, they're being grilled by different TVA agents. Of course, Mobius is with Loki talking to him, and he's just... He's just he's just in awe. He's like, of course, you being such a huge narcissist, you're going to fall in love with yourself. He's like, just give me a break with this, man. He goes, you like this girl? 
And, you know, it's just those type of conversations between Mobius and Loki were were some of the best parts of the entire season. I love with the friendship they have and this kind of back and forth um, that they have. And it's 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 really great. But basically what Loki is taking this opportunity to explain to Mobius that, hey, man, you're a variant. You're from a different timeline where you maybe had a family or kids or a life that you just don't remember. And, um, you know, he's trying to convince him that you got to believe me, like the TVA is lying to you. These timekeepers aren't even real. You've never even seen them. So, you know, trust me and not what you do for your job and what you know, um, you know, trust me instead, basically. Um, so that all those scenes were really great. So the, the show um, basically ends up with Mobius going to talk to his boss, uh, Renslayer, I think her name is. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. And he's starting to kind of question her, starting to kind of just prod her a little bit to see if what Loki is telling him is the truth. Uh, he steals her data pad. Or and, if she knows it, right? Or if she knows <laughs> it. Yeah. Uh, he steals her data pad and finds out for himself that a lot of these things that um, he's being told are not true. And um, he's starting to realize that he's from a different timeline altogether and that he had a life and that he was probably happy. And he's being kept here as some sort of pseudo prisoner um, to work for this organization that he no longer trusts. So um, the, the showdown happens between, you know, Loki, Mobius, you know, so everyone's in this room Um you know, Mobius confronts his boss and says, you know, you you asked me uh, earlier if I could travel to anywhere on the timeline, where would I go? And I would travel to the place where you stole me from so I could go back to where I'm supposed to be. And then he gets pruned. And it's a very sad scene because nobody knows what happens when you get pruned. And the look on Loki's face when this happens was actually very believable to me. He looked really sad when Mobius gets pruned and, um, you know, a, a fight ensues. They, 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 they go into the timekeeper's realm. There's three sort of, you know, people talking, floating uh, in this sort of bluish greenish room. Um, and uh, you find out through a bunch of different actions that uh, the timekeeper's head gets severed by Sylvie and that they're just cyborgs. And that they're actually not, not cyborgs; real. they're just robots yeah, or androids. Anima- it's like Anima- Disney yeah. World; they're just animatronics. Sort of animatronic stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, then Loki ends up getting pruned, and so you you have this you have this sort of uh, a showdown between Sylvie and Renslayer about. All right, you're going to tell me what's going on. You prune Mobius, you prune Loki. These timekeepers are a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese lookalikes. Let me know what the truth is. And uh, after that, you get your one mid-credit scene of the entire series where obviously Loki is not dead. And he wakes up in some sort of like uh, in-between realm where he's staring at a bunch of variants. Now, I, I, why did they pick one episode to do one mid-credit scene? Was it just to intrigue you to keep you coming back? Because, I mean, I think you were invested by that point, right? Say that one more time, Dwayne. 
you were vested in the show by that point. Why did they put that mid credit scene there? Like, why was that the one they picked? Because you saw the classic Loki, the kid Loki, and the boastful Loki. So the, you're. It's a cool end credit scene. Yeah. Well, it is, but why'd they pick that one, only that one episode to do something? That's the only one you needed. Yeah, I mean, are you saying that you wish they would have waited until episode five to show that Loki wasn't actually dead? I think that would have been cooler than showing that he's still alive there. I think we all see the the social media reaction to the... Oh, I know that. Yeah, I mean, Dwayne... That's why they did it, Dwayne. Yeah, so, like, (laughs) I understand what you're saying, um, because I think what Marvel decided was that... But why was that the only episode, though? Like, you would have thought at least the last episode they would have something, you know what I mean? There was. There was something. You get... Well, we'll talk not about a, that when we get to when we get to that. Not an end credit yeah. scene though, or a mid credit. But you get the last episode gives you something really big, which we'll we'll definitely talk about. I think that it was a very good, the biggest news from any movie. It's so the biggest, far. yeah, absolutely. Well, TV um, show, you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, TV show. Yeah. Sorry. So no, I mean, I I I like the mid credit scene. I obviously we, there's two more episodes. No, I liked it. I, I'm I'm not saying I liked it. I'm just. Trying to figure out why they picked that one, only that one to do. I like that they yeah. don't do a bunch of after yeah. stuff. I'm cool with that. I, I, you know, they, they, you get people to watch the entire credits. You get more viewing time, right? Because Disney Plus requires views. No, so you, you just get, fast forward. Well, still, it's, now. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. ten minutes of credits. I don't yeah. know who's. I think it's like fifteen. It. It's, it's absurd about. Yeah, so um, uh, I like the mid credit scene. I think we all agree we liked it. Um, it's the the end credits are so long that if you stop it there, and you go to like play next episode, it's the end of the last episode. <laughs> like sure. it doesn't automatically be like, oh, it's in the credits. Go to the next episode. Sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it was it was great. I mean, s- social media blew up. You've got a crocodile Loki variant. You have, uh, you've got an old school comic book inspired Loki variant. They they didn't show the crocodile, did they? Yeah, the kid Loki was holding him. Yeah, in the he was. I only only noticed the kid, the the classic Loki, and then yeah, what did they call the other one? Someone was holding him. Yeah, the kid, kid Loki was holding him like he was a dog. Yeah, I didn't notice it. Yeah. Oh, that was the first thing I noticed. It was that the why does he have an alligator? Um, uh, yeah, so it you know just creates the buzz for the next episode. So I think we all knew at that point there's well, well, Loki's not dead, obviously. There's two more episodes, yeah. So let's put and in a show's a, named Loki, yeah. Let's, let's put in <laughs> a mid credits teaser showing him he's waking up in some sort of alternate, crazy, you know, post apocalyptic world, and then let's describe what happens in episode five, right. So episode five, you find out that Loki um, and Mobius, right? When you're pruned, you don't actually die. You go to some sort of end of the universe, end like of time, void. end of time void, where you're eventually gobbled up by some sort of smoke monster dragon thing. And this thing is just kind of prowling the landscape, eating things in its path. And eventually, if you're not fast enough and you're not quick enough, you're going to be gobbled up by the smoke dragon monster. 
You know, all that stuff is actually from the comic books too, right? Uh, I did not. Is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is a comic book. Yeah. Um, hap- okay. I, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to keep this, you know, end of time void clean and to keep it from getting too overcrowded, you have to be constantly on the move. And if you're not, Aeolith is going to come and gobble you up and you're going to be, you're going to be toast. So he runs into a bunch of different versions of himself. And, you know, uh, right away, Loki's trying to come up with a plan, come up with a scheme, come up with a way to get the hell out of here. And these variants are telling him, dude, do you think we haven't thought of that already? Like, do you, do you think we want to keep running and hiding from this thing? We've thought of every possibility you can ever think of, and we are trapped. So um, do you want to come with us or do you want to sit here and die? And so he kind of teams up with this sort of variant Loki, you know, um, uh, crowd. And they, uh, you know, start to walk across and um, try to come up with a way to get the hell out of there. And uh, they end up going to some sort of underground bunker where you see the camera kind of scroll down as they're crawling down the ladder. Bernie's favorite scene. And you come across Mjolnir, right? And what do you see in the jar, Bernie? Throg. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about Throg so much lately. Yeah, which I'm sure that comic is now astronomical in price. Uh, first <laughs> appearance of Throg. Uh, yeah, which apparently Chris Hemsworth did the voice for. So the, the one second that you hear him kind of talking, that was Chris Hemsworth's voice. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, I read that somewhere too. Yeah, that was pretty cool. He would he would like record that little sound bite. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so you see Thor Frog like jumping around in a jar, you know, trying to escape, which is such a cool little Easter egg. Uh, there were other Easter eggs in this episode, such as Thanos' helicopter, which is really cool. Um, you also see in the background while they're walking around in this sort of post-apocalyptic landscape, you see a huge like uh, yellow jacket helmet from Ant Man. So I, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it, it, there's also the uh, ship from uh, Guardians that um, Ronan was in. Yeah, Ronan ship. Yep, and just all these little sort of Easter Avengers eggs. Tower. Avengers Tower. Yep, that was in there. Um, it's just all these little Easter eggs are kind of placing in the episode where like, oh, we're never gonna be able to use Thanos' helicopter. Let's just kind of put it in the background for, you know, the, the fans who are deep diving into comic books. Like, that's that's such a cool thing. Um, so, you know, they're they're coming up with a plan, um, you know, down in this little bunker. And then, uh, is this when President Loki shows up, I think? Yeah. Yeah. And you realize that um, the, the Loki variant that was holding the gold hammer, he's been a spy all along. And he's been promised fame and glory and uh, a, a place on the throne if he, you know, changes his, his sides and, and goes against, you know, his, his uh, current squad. So um, this is when a fight breaks out and a bunch of different variant Lokis are fighting and Crocodile Loki bites President Loki's arm off and all this really crazy stuff is happening. Um, I believe it's an alligator, not a crocodile. Alligator, sure. <laughs> uh, at this time, Mobius and 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 Sylvie has actually pruned herself in the TVA timeline because she wants to go find Loki, and she finds out that by pruning herself, she may be able to find him. 
And so Mobius and Sylvie team up. Because somebody did know about the Void. Yes, correct. Um, so she gets the information she needs in order to know that if I prune myself, I'm going to have a chance to find Loki and maybe figure out what's going on, right? And so Mobius and Sylvie team up in like a pizza delivery car and they end up finding Loki and they decide that it's time for us to figure out what is behind this entire TVA. Who is doing this? What's the powers that be? It's clearly not the timekeepers. And let's figure this out. So they, they team up with uh, old school comic book Loki. He creates a bunch of visual sort of projections, gets Aeolith to kind of be distracted while Sylvie uses her enchantment skills to try to figure out what is he hiding? What's, what, what is Aeolith protecting? Can we get access to it? What's the well, mystery? Well, I think she got her? a feeling of it right when she was when she first appeared. She was kind of enchanting the cloud a little bit. Yeah, sure. So she saw something, right? That's yeah, how she, she saw, figured it out. Co- correct. That that Aeolith was like a disguise, just covering up the, the evil person's portal or house or castle or whatever you want to call it. His house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His his residence, I guess. Um, shed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh classic Loki sacrifices himself so that Sylvie and Loki can um get access to who's behind this all. Um and, and you know, episode five kind of ends with you seeing some sort of floating fortress in the distance as they approach it, the episode ends to finally find out in season in episode six who who's there, who lives in this place, who's behind this. And that's when episode six starts. So um, I I could not wait for this episode because we had theories on who was going to actually be behind this entire TVA scheme. Um, we talked about multiple possibilities, and one of them that we thought was just too the one the one that was most popular was what that it was going to be Kang, right? It was going to be Kang the Conqueror. And that, yeah, but uh, I think it switched, switched to King Loki became the most popular. Yeah. One. Then we talked about King Loki, that maybe there was a variant uh, Loki that actually became King of Asgard for the long term and that he was the one manipulating this timeline. We talked about theories that it might be they and them, which is some random people that were brought up that are we thought, nah, it can't be those guys. But then the one that we kept coming back to was Kang the Conqueror. We just didn't think they were going to do it. Because he's not supposed to debut until Ant-Man 3 in 2023. Uh, and are they really going to bring in that character in this in this episode? So, uh, Loki and Sylvie enter the fortress. Uh, they're greeted by Miss Minutes. And they say, you know, Miss Minutes is basically saying we're very impressed how far you've gotten. Uh, he is very impressed by how far you've gotten. And he wants to reward you by giving you everything that you've ever wanted. So we're going to offer you a throne. We're going to offer you a childhood. We're going to offer you a life together if you want it. We can make it happen if you stop what you're doing right now and decide to take the easy way out and get all of the good stuff. And, of course, by this point, these characters have grown a lot, and they're not going to take the easy way out, and they want to pursue they want to see who's behind 
the TVA. And they does anybody else feel seven. like Miss Minutes is still a little mischievous herself? Like this there's something off. They never complete the Miss Minutes story. Like there's something there. Well she's even, not, even when she goes back to Wayne. see Yeah. But even when she goes back to the uh, what's her name? To give her the information, she's like, "This isn't what I asked for." She's like, "Yeah, but this is what you're getting." Like, yeah, when she goes back to Mephisto. She, yeah, when, <laughs> when she goes back to Renslayer and she's downloading all that information, Renslayer says, "This isn't what I asked for." She goes, "Yeah, but it's what you need." So um, she is is she's either she's either has a, a, a priorities for herself or she's being controlled by Kang. Um, who we find out is the villain behind the whole thing. Um, kind of. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah, sort yeah. Of. we'll talk about that. Um, or she's being manipulated by him. He he controls Miss Minutes, and Miss Minutes does his bidding. So Maybe. Uh, maybe. maybe. Yeah. We don't know. That's what I'm saying. They never... I guess that's why this is season two, but they never yeah. close that loop. Absolutely. So um, the door opens. You see someone sitting on a throne. And it's freaking Jonathan Majors, the actor who was picked to play Kang the Conqueror and Ant-Man 3, sitting in the chair. Real quick, I'm going to go around. Adam, did you think they were going to put Kang the Conqueror in this show? No. Dwayne, yes or no? Yes, I said it before. Definitely. You, th you actually thought they were going to do it? Yes. Bernie? Yes. We've said that since like episode one. <laughs> I know we have, but I didn't. I didn't think they were going to actually, actually do it, um, because that has major implications for the rest of these movies. And I just, I kind of got the feeling from Captain America and the Winter Soldier, and um, uh, you know, WandaVision that as the episodes go forward, these grand finales that you think are going to happen. That I know, but this was always supposed to be the third show. That'll have exponential uh, uh, ramifications in all of the films didn't turn out to be that way, and that why would this show be any different? What do you mean? Wanda had, Wanda had huge ramifications. Yeah, Wanda's is huge. No, but I'm talking about Mephisto was the huge MacGuffin ah, that was in fan that bullshit. That was in fan that bullshit. Okay. No, I'm, I'm not saying it didn't have ramifications. It did. I have absolutely. But I'm saying that. The theories got so outlandish that I'm, I'm like, yeah. And what bad. happened to what happened to this show, right? The theories are like, oh, it's Kang, and then people are like, well, we would learn from WandaVision, it's probably not going to be Kang, so let's go to these other things that it might be. Yeah, and it was <laughs> it was him. He's he's sitting in the chair, acting like a dude, like a boss. These scenes are fascinating to me. Just, I mean, it's just Kang. Again, maybe Kang. He who talk, remains. He who remains talking to Sylvie and Loki in an elevator on a chair at his desk. <laughs> fascinating acting. But fantastic dialogue. That's the whole thing, stuff. though. This is he who remains. This is not Kang. This I is know. he who remains. So he, so Loki and Sylvie obviously have a lot of questions for this guy in a purple jacket, you know, velvet jacket. And, of course, Sylvie, as they're going in the elevator to his office or his throne room, she tries to kill him. 
and immediately you find out that's not going to happen. He just disappears and reappears in a different portion of the elevator. He's not that easily killed, right? This guy's powerful. Well, he tells them, I know yeah. what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. I know what has happened, and I know what's going to happen. And he says, in the 31st century, and there's, this is when this really cool claymation sort of 3D model shows up on his desk. You know what was cool about that thing? That was kind of the same thing we saw when, uh, what's his name, was showing, when Mo Mobius was showing Loki his life. Mm -hmm. It kind of did that clay, it, it was a picture, but it transformed the same way. So it's almost like it was the same technology he gave the TVA. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Is, I thought it was pretty cool. Or it's the same thing when they pull up the wristband and make a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> he says, in the 31st century, I discover that multiverses exist. And at the point when I discover that multiverses exist, the different versions of me also discover that multiverses exist at the same time. And we all decide, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we all met up? Let's 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 meet different versions of myself. Um, his name is Nathaniel Richards, right? Yeah, that's what he calls him. So yeah, let's meet these different versions of me. And very quickly, he he discovers that there are versions of himself in these different multiverses that are terrible people, and they decide to have an all-out war, basically, with different versions of himself fighting to see who reigns supreme. And the way that Nathaniel Richards decides to make this these evil versions of himself not exist is to eliminate these multiple timelines, create the TVA, and make sure that if any branches ever start forming, they are eliminated post-haste. Because if you want to see different versions of me, it's going to be the destruction of everything. And what a great way to explain in a very easy way to follow why the TVA exists, how powerful this character is, and that he's not only afraid of the multiverse, he's afraid of the multiple versions of himself. That was awesome. Well, he, he's not he, afraid of them. He wants it to be over. He's tired. He's sick of doing what he's doing. So either they're going to run it, Loki and Sylvie are going to run it, or they're going to kill him, and then all chaos will ensue. Yeah. But, but I, I like out. how he's like, you know, I've been called Conqueror, I've been called Ruler, I've been called, like, he went through all the different titles of Kang, basically. <laughs> Which so was, he's, yeah, he was, he's telling, he was hinting yeah. at it. He's telling the audience that I, I am known as a Conqueror in a different timeline which we're going to start seeing very soon. But right now I'm not that person. I'm a, I'm a mortis. I am a I'm a guy who just has lived a millennia who knows what's going to happen up until now. I don't know what's going to happen now. So I'm going to give you two the option of what's going to happen now. You either take my you either take control of the TVA and you continue to follow in the footsteps that I've laid out, or like you said, you kill me, and all these multiple paths that are branching behind me are going to explode. And then we don't know what happens. So he goes, it's up to you. Figure it out. And he goes, I can't wait to see what you choose. And uh, it's like a game to him. You know, he's lived so long knowing what's going to happen that he's to a point where he doesn't. 
and he's well, gonna it, it, them. that's exciting to him now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and like Bernie said, he's just like, I'm done with this. Like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. So um, you can see the path of the multiverse has already started to kind of branch, right? There's been branches that have started. So things are already starting to happen in the background. And this is when Loki tells Sylvie, he's like, look, I'm a liar at heart. I'm a trickster to the core. This dude is not lying to you. He is a thousand percent telling you facts. Do not kill this man. And she doesn't listen. And she kisses him as Classic a distracting woman. Cla- <laughs> <laughs> she kisses him as a distraction and shoves him through a portal that she's opened to get him out of her presence. Because, but, but this also shows that, like, so you know, Loki kind of grew up in in uh, royalty and has grown as a person, whereas she's like a person on the street, right? She grew up on the streets, basically. So she's like, yeah. I'm, what does Loki say? He's like, he's like, you don't trust anybody, and I'm not one to trust. So, yeah, yeah, it <laughs> makes it really difficult for both characters because Loki has come to a point where, you know, he's by by him telling Sylvie, "Don't kill this guy." Listen to what he's saying. Sylvie is saying, "Well, you want the throne? I know what this is about. You want your old life back?" He goes, "No, I don't. I just know that he's telling you the truth." And that we can figure this out together if you just listen to me. But she thinks he wants the, the riches and the power and, yeah. the, and, the, and the fame and, and the throne. But that he was, was the whole thing. Like, he, he knew at that point, he's like, man, all the shit I've done, this is who she thinks I am. But now I've changed. But it's not going to change anything because she still thinks that's who I am. Exactly. <laughs> she doesn't believe him. So the kiss, distraction, throws him in a portal. As the multiverse is branching, and now Immortus knows, well, she's made her decision, and he tells her, "I can't wait to, I can't wait to meet you again." Um, you know, and she stabs him, and then that's when the paths in the background just explode. You see branches upon branches upon branches just going everywhere, and the multiverse has now happened. Um, we flash to where Loki was sent and he's now back at the TVA and he's looking for his friends, right? He runs into Mobius in a library and he's like, Mobius, you got to listen to me. You know, we, we found the guy behind everything. He's this crazy powerful dude. And it's a lot to ex- explain, but you got to listen to me. She killed him. The multiverse is happening. We, we got to figure out a plan. What are we going to do? And Mobius doesn't even recognize him. He says, look, you're an agent. We can figure this out. Who are you? What's your name? What's your number? What's your badge number? And then you realize that Sylvie pushed Loki into a universal portal that is a multiverse portal. That's not the timeline he came from. That the timeline had already well, started branching. Or the blowing up of the timeline changed yeah. that timeline. Yeah. It could and have that been the original one. Could have been. But Mobius doesn't recognize him. So now <laughs> Loki is alone again. He's got no friends. He's got no girl. And he's got this knowledge of this crazy, maniacal conqueror dude who's coming to kill everybody. And now he's just starting from scratch. And as he turns his head to the side, no longer are the statues of the three time age of the of the three timekeepers. The lizard people. The lizard people. It's now Kang the Conqueror. 
He's in the Conqueror timeline, the one that Mortis warned him about. And the episode yeah, ends. I, I, I mean, that's kind of what the outfit insinuated, right? Oh, the, the thousand percent. That's the Conqueror outfit. Thousand percent. Um, and there we have it. There's, there's Loki, uh, episode six. So, um, we can just go around and, and give maybe our overall score for the season one. Tell us the things that we like, things we're looking forward to, because as we saw in the, in the mid credit scene, quotation marks of Loki season, uh, Loki episode six, season two is confirmed. They're going to have a season two. So that's uh, pretty awesome. Uh, I didn't yeah. expect that. Um, but First I mean, the time we've gotten a season two out of a show. Yeah, this is it. This is season two. Everyone's coming back. Um, and it's going to be great. I can't wait. I cannot wait. So, uh, Adam, uh, give us your overall review of the of season one of Loki. He hated it. He hated uh, it. Yeah. Uh, you know, was it your favorite of the three Disney Plus shows we've seen? Give us a score. What'd you think? Uh, of all the scenes, it was number two. So, WandaVision is still your favorite? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Actually, no. It was, uh, for me, Winter Soldier, Loki, and Wanda. For me. That's your okay. one, two, three? Yeah. Okay. So overall score. Uh, I think Ronnie throws. Eight point five was good for me. Eight point five. That's a great score, Dwayne. How about you? I'm just doing that. Thanks, uh, new host. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I loved it. Um, what's his name doing, Kang? I think what I, I love about it, I talked to Bernie a little bit about it, is this this Kang or whatever, whatever you want to call remains. him for this episode. Yeah, he remains. Um, this is not who we're going to see in the Marvel Universe. No. Because it's a different version of himself. So this is that version. The, the next one in, is probably why he picked this role, is like every time we see this guy, he's actually going to be a different person. I think that's that's how I feel they're going to move this forward. We're going to see multiple versions of this character. Yeah. But yeah. the ramifications of this show probably raise it a little higher. Um, I'm still going with I, – I still love WandaVision, though. I, I think it was, it was so different from what we've seen with Marvel. This was a lot different, too, so it's up there. Yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll probably go eight point five. All right, uh, Bernie. Um, I put it as a tie with Wanda. I also really like Wanda. Um, like you said, it was so different. I liked that the final act of this show was just like the talking at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did, yeah, they did the big, big battle. battle. They did that episode five. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have to end every Marvel thing with a big battle at the end. Um, I thought that was really nice. Mix it up. Um, I'd probably give it an 8.5, too. Um, Jonathan Majors um, will be Emmy Award winning Jonathan Majors. He will win the Emmy for Lovecraft Country. Sure. That that show is going to clean house. 
and so will Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso will clean house for the comedy side of it. Uh, but yeah, he's amazing. He's so good in Lovecraft Country. It's insane. Um, yeah, he, I I can't wait to see him as Kang and whatever else there, whatever other characters he's going to be as variants of himself. So, eight and a half. It's good. Yeah. Um, I loved his portrayal of He Who Remains as soon as they opened up the doors, even before he talked. The way that he gets up and walks towards them with his hands just kind of just going back and forth. Like he's so happy. He's eating an apple. He's eating an apple. He's just, (laughs) he's just so excited to see where this is going to lead. And the way he talks and just, he, he he also lectures them at some point, like Sylvie and Loki are talking to him. Like there's some sort of like perfect beings. um, And they're, they're talking to him. Like he's some sort of like evil person. And he's looking at them like, really? You hypocrite murderer. You want to talk to me about what's right and wrong? Look at yourself. That 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 is fantastic acting. And the way that he's able to portray this character, uh, and it's gonna be apparently multiple versions of the same character are phenomenal. Um, this episode, the conversations that he has with them, um, between he who remains and and Loki and Sylvie, and then just the you're right, it's not a big battle. It's not a. It's not uh, fighting. It's just talking, explanation, exposition. The multiverse is created. Loved it. There's there's power and subtlety. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a battle of wits here a little bit, right? Yeah. He's saying, "Hey, look, I'm giving you all the information. You choose what to do. You do what you do <laughs> what you want." He goes, "I'm done with this. I've done this forever. Now it's your turn." And uh, a little game of chess. Exactly. And uh, I loved it. Uh, 8.75 out of 10. Uh, great score. Um, I, it's hard for me to choose Loki or, or WandaVision. Um, I think overall, uh, you know, uh, WandaVision might eke it out just a little bit. But I love both shows. It's hard for me to pick my favorite. And um, I can't wait for, for season two. Um, Can you believe we're going to get What If, Hawkeye, and Miss Marvel all in 2021 all, all still? this year? That's crazy to me. Plus and Shang-Chi, Eternals, yeah. and Spider-Man. Like, wow. It's insane. We, we had that 2020 lull, and then just 2021. Here's six Disney Plus shows, three movies. Enjoy your life. Disney's just shooting their load everywhere. That's nuts. <laughs> All over my face. <laughs> that, is, that is nuts. Oh, man. You killed Adam again. <laughs> oh, no. He, he who doesn't remain. <laughs> yeah, so it's 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 wonderful. Um, we're getting a bunch of content. It just seems like it's coming back to back. We have a little bit of a break now you know shang chi's coming out in september so that will be the next marvel project what if what if oh no what if you're right that, yeah in you're August. right my bad my bad um so yeah plus it's, we it's, got we got he-man in between so you know we'll fill the gap <laughs> oh man we'll we'll talk suicide about that squad. Right. yeah suicide squad's coming out which uh, i'm i'm actually pretty excited for uh, titans titan season three absolutely um, just that, really it good actually stuff. looks pretty good. Uh, season two was a little eh, season three looks like it might be really good. Season two was okay, I didn't hate it. 
it was it was all right. Um, yeah, so uh, He Man's coming out Friday. Can't wait. Gonna watch all five episodes in one day. Uh, the first the first part. It's only five part. episodes. Yeah, it, it's it's ten episodes being split up into two parts. So you got five episodes um, coming out Friday, and another five coming out in a few months. So um, I'm excited. Can't wait. Uh, not, I guess. Why not just do one a week then? <laughs> no, I want to. I want to binge them all. That's what Netflix does. They don't really do the one a week thing that much. So you know that's a Disney Plus thing. But but Netflix, you can always pretty much guarantee the full season right away. Um, they may change that in the future. I don't know, but we'll see. Ted Lasso season two comes out Friday as well. Ted Lasso season two. That's a one a week show, um, but uh, it's already getting awesome reviews. Um, I, I I also started watching. Uh, what's that? Uh, Taika Waititi's uh, show you recommended there on HBO. Uh, oh, uh, Wellington Paranormal. Yeah, I started watching that. I watched the it's, first episode of it. It's. It's funny, but it's not like it's not like laugh out loud funny. It's just ironic yeah. funny, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's pretty funny. The latest episode is my favorite, I think. I have not watched that show, but it's on my list of things to, to watch. I do want to check that out. Well, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff, man. There's a lot of stuff to watch. Uh, it's hard just to keep up with the things we need to watch for our podcast. It's once a week. It's once a week. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, that's, that's the end of the episode. Um, fantastic. Um, all right, guys. As always, please follow us on Facebook, Three Beers and a Mic. Instagram, Three Beers and a Mic. No top three. Oh, are we? I didn't pick someone to do the top three this week. Bernie's got it. No, I don't. I just. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to point out that Rami's slacking on his hosting duties. Yeah. That's all. Uh, no sorry, questions, I didn't, I didn't. no top three. What is happening, Rami? Yeah, uh, we'll we'll say that for the next episode. Well, I mean, we we talked about a bunch of stuff this week, so we'll we'll uh, we'll discuss that next time. Um, all right. Uh, again, Cross the Streams Media. Please go take a listen to all of our shows that we have on that platform. A uh, bunch of different things you may have never thought you'd like to. Don't listen forget to. the new ones. Uh, Bearing a out of bore. Absolutely. With some others, maybe. So we'll see what happens. And burn appetit. Listen, burn appetit. And uh, there you go. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, See you next time. Peace. has been a Cross the Streams media podcast.